Welcome to the O Shift for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co-author of O Shift for Teens and its accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate, life-changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to OShift.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this worldwide movement. Well, hello to all of my friends out there and all of you who are looking to make an impact in the lives of the teens that you serve or the, your own teens. And uh, I hope you've been enjoying the show. I'm kind of excited about today's show because I have Cindy Trow on the show. She's a, a nutrition and health coach um, and Nutrition and health is a big deal for me. I've always been interested in it, and we have a, a delightful conversation. Just talked with her a little while ago. Before I get to that, I do want to um, remind all of you about the wonderful program that uh, both myself and my buddy Keith Sensor out of New York have going on. It's 21st Century Youth. Um, we Our first endeavor is a youth empowerment camp that we're putting on in August in um, Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, we talked about it on the audio blog. Uh, just a wonderful program, and the theme is Be the Leader of Your Own Life. And we're teaching kids to be the leaders of their own lives. You don't have to be the leader of everybody, but to be the leader of your own life means that you um, are making good decisions, uh, that you're not playing the victim role, uh, that you're using your words and your reactions for you and not against you. And, and isn't that what we want for our teens. So I'm very excited to be involved in that. I'll be there in uh, August. So will Keith. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to both bring our own kids and um, hopefully see your kids. And so what we're asking is for organizations that might be in that part of the country, uh, Northeast Pennsylvania and around there, um, that might want to team up with us to contact me at marketoshift.com and we'll talk about how maybe to get um, a big group of your kids out there to the camp. Uh, I think this is something that all teens should be part of. It's for both boys and girls age 14 to 16. It's a good age when we can still get our kids early in high school and, and really make an impact in their lives. They could be around peers that are trying to do the same thing. So again, marketoshift.com. If you need more details, you can go to 21stCenturyYouth.com. We've got a great website where you can get some of the details, but certainly feel free to email me with your questions. Now I want to get right to our conversation, the conversation I had just a little while ago with Cindy Trow, nutrition coach. Uh, here's our conversation. My guest today is Cindy Trow. Cindy Trow spent 35 years as a special education teacher and is currently a certified health coach at the Villanova University College of Nursing. She's always been a health enthusiast, and that, combined with a strong passion to serve others, has led to her coaching practice. Among other things, her work helps her counsel and coach folks in the area of living a healthy life through lifestyle, eating healthy, and good nutrition. Cindy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for having me. You're welcome. You know, um, this topic I just absolutely love, and I'm, I'm really, really excited to get talking about it. I think that for whatever reason, and maybe you can help me with this, for whatever reason, going all the way back to since I was a kid, nutrition and, and exercise has always been important to me and drives me to this day. And, and in a way, I take that for granted, but 
that's that's not all people, right? Not all people are like that. No, not at all. And in, in, in our time, it was a lot different. And today, we have such a different lifestyle. And, and students and kids are sitting in front of computers. And we're in a very fast-paced society. So um, it's a lot different today than it was yesteryear when you and I were growing up. And, and, and how is that affecting people? I mean, what, is, the, is, is that been a, a super negative thing? I mean, you talked about sitting in front of computers and all the distractions. Well, I think we have to make more of a conscious effort to um, move around the world and take time out to go outside with, you know, kids used to go out and play in the street a lot more than they're doing right now. And, and more so, they're fixated with their phones um, and technology. So I think it, there's a new consciousness that, you know, parents and families need to be aware of. It's funny because my wife Jennifer Powers and I were just having this conversation yesterday, because, and I won't get into the whole technology aspect of it, but as far as, like, how deeply is that, you know, how is different is it for kids today as compared to when we were kids? Now, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of TV, um, but I did, I did go out and play a lot. Um, have, have you seen uh, that dramatically uh, shift uh, health-wise for kids or for people? Well, you know, for, for kids that are involved in sports, um, there, there's a lot of activity around that, but that doesn't speak to the general population uh, of, of kids. And so um, I think there's been a tremendous shift in, in, in that area and, and also with, you know, Families being very busy and very scheduled, um, it's difficult for uh, children and teenagers to um, get the proper nutrition they were getting when families were less busy. There were a lot more stay-at-home moms. So um, we're in a more grab-and-go society. Let's get the fast food, um, you know, always on the run. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's been impacted. And then you go to school and there's, all these vending machines <laughs> yeah. and um, fruits and vegetables are not coming out of them. Not to mention at lunch. And I, and of course I was a high school teacher for many years and I used to feel like what they were serving for lunch. I thought this, this is like a scandal. You go in there. It's mm -hmm. like a, this, this should be, if a news station came in, it'd be like a scandal what they're feeding kids. And I don't know if that's nationwide, but certainly it felt like there was sort of a disconnect between what they might have been learning in health class mm -hmm. in that same school and what they were going to lunch and finding that, that presumably adults were presenting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, school lunch, um, after 35 years of being in the school system, I um, know that they put great efforts out there to think their uh, lunches are quite healthy, but... Um, uh, the evidence uh, that I've seen is there's a room for a lot of improvement. So, um, you know, of course, there are families that send their children with healthy lunches, and then there are teenagers who are just going to eat that high-carb um, diet, which, you know, really impacts um, learning. It's not good food for the brain. Kids tend to get sleepy in the afternoon because they're on, they're on a carb load. So, you know, in my perfect world, I would like to see um, lunches that were more balanced with proteins and healthy carbs and more of those vegetables and fruits that we try to have our kids eat. But uh, the way they're processed, I'm not sure that the health benefits are really there for them. 
when you are, you know, you're coaching people in this very topic and how much mm-hmm. emphasis are you putting on people? I mean, they're showing up to your office at some, some various state of, of, you know, they need to make some improvement. How, how much emphasis are you putting on the, the nutrition part of things? Oh, absolutely. One of the, the biggest components of having a healthy lifestyle you know, we are, you know, the good old saying, we are what we eat. So that is a big part, but it's also movement and sleep and handling stress. And kids today are, you know, have a lot of stress in school, which, you know, affects um, our bodies. So um, we need to feed our bodies uh, not only nutritionally, but with movement and good sleep so that our brains work and our bodies work efficiently. So nutrition is extremely important, and I think it's a family affair, um, yeah. you know, especially around teens. Teens are not going to usually um, say, hey, mom, you know, I want that healthy protein snack today. But uh, I think it's, you know, our families educating their children, doing it together, showing, you know, a good example, um, and having those good options for uh, their children to take to school. You know, uh, it, it occurs to me that, um, you know, in my own, when I was a kid, and, and I, was, I was a fifth child, very poor, single mother household, this is a terrible example, but my mom had like wheat bread in the house instead of the white bread that everybody else had. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting at is that as I got older, I, I think it was little things like that that became part of my value system of mm-hmm. having healthy things in my house. And sort of we, we started this by painting kind of a, a grim picture. And as we start to think about what parents can do, it really does make a difference of presentation in your own house about mm-hmm. the values that you're going to uh, instilling in your kids, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, you know, we have to lead by example and we have to make it, you know, an important part of our life and make it easy for our kids to eat healthy. All right. You, now, you mentioned how difficult it is for families, you know, that are on the go, they're moving fast, mm-hmm. to have healthy options in their home. But wouldn't you agree? I mean, that seems like a, an area of emphasis. For example, in my own house, I got two boys, and it's really easy to get stuff to, to munch on, high carbs, just junk, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But, and that's, but that's what they're going to go for. So if all I have in my house is, is healthy snacks and healthy options, I almost don't even have to worry after that. I almost just like eat whatever you want, and I can feel mm-hmm. fine knowing that they're going to make good choices. Exactly. So, so I always say the very first thing is you don't have to take it from the grocery store shelf to your shopping cart to your home if that's not um, a choice you want yourself or any of your family members to make. And if you want your children to eat healthy, then, you know, have it sitting, have it sitting out. Have it, you know, so when they graze by the kitchen that, you know, there, there's the apple out there um, or there's the Greek yogurt out there that has their favorite flavor in it that's not loaded with sugar. Um, but if there's, if there's healthy choices and they're part of making that decision um, that you could have some of the great options that they enjoy. 
they're going to eat what's there. That's right. Now you now I know that you work with a lot of adults, and of course, mm-hmm. this becomes a challenge for adults when they don't eat healthy. And they're mm-hmm. listening right now, and they're going, oh, well, that's going to be tough to do. Maybe I'll have to hide my stuff in a cabinet. I mean, how much mm-hmm. emphasis are you putting with these adults who have already gotten in bad habits? How do you help them sort of get out of those bad habits and, and try something new? Well, I, I think um, as adults, we, we've had a lot of habits that we want to leave behind. So the best way to leave them behind is start creating, you know, a new one you know, maybe each week. And so maybe this week it's going to be let's come up with some healthy grab-and-go breakfast items or let's add a extra eight ounces of water today, um, doing, you know, one healthy habit at a time um, and, you know, maybe making some of the easier ones come first. And um, that's how you do it. You, you start today creating the new one that you think would be the most beneficial for you and your family. You know, I want to, I want to stop you right in your tracks there, uh, Cindy, because this is, I think a problem that so many of us go into like making a nutritional change. It's this all or nothing. Like back to the gym, it's like, okay, I'm going to go full bore and man, I'm going to, you know, I'm really going to do it this time. And mm-hmm. it's like, who can do that? Who can, who can sustain such a dramatic change? And, and so it's the same with nutrition. It's like, but what you said is baby steps. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. ease into this, do something that's going to be sustainable so that at the very least, if that's all you end up doing, at least you've made one change. It's not this all or nothing approach, and which it seems like a lot of us tend to do. You know, it's like I'm gonna do this, and and then you, you just feel like failure like a week later. It's, it's not sustainable. Exactly. So so you do want to take baby steps forward, and and you do want to create habits slowly. If you're drinking eight ounces of water, and you know the goal is 64, you're not going to go from eight to 64 in a day, but can you go from 8 to 16? If you're eating three meals a day and you know that six meals a day is ideal, you're not going to go from three to six. Let's go from three to four and build in one healthy snack. So um, we have to do what, you know, the very next step is and know that the journey is never perfect and it's never instantaneous. Every day we just need to get up and and do one thing better and and create that one healthy habit and move to the next one. Yeah, I love that. And now do you find as you're coaching people, it's sort of, you know, as they come in, do do you have that one – thing to, to start with that you it's pretty standard like if you're talking about nutrition it's like if there's only one thing you could do start with this or is it more of a case-by-case basis do you find mm-hmm. well you know there, there there are some general um key uh nutrition points that i bring up we all know that it's um better for your body um, to eat six t- smaller meals a day than the three large meals or to skip meals. So um, even if you took the very same food that you eat every day and you split it into six times, it's better for your metabolism, it's better for your blood sugars, it's better for your brain because you're not going to like all of a sudden get so tired. Um, that's one thing that I promote. And um, the other thing that I, I also talk about is drinking water. 
Um, we all know that there are <laughs> an infinite number of reasons why drinking water is good for our bodies, our organs, our brain, and keeping our bodies healthy. So I think um, those two things right there, drink more water and have more you know, smaller meals throughout the day that are low glycemic. Get that, you know, sugar and heavy carb food out of, out of your diet and um, stick to the more low glycemic type of foods and the healthier starches. Um, so just making healthy choices around eating a well-balanced nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it, it sure does, and I think it's a good starting place for a lot of people. And I think most of us know we drink more water, but to hear you say it, it's kind of affirmation. And um, as, as you're saying, and I, and I try to drink a lot of water, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably drink a little more water. So it resonates. It's easy. You know, the stuff's coming right out of the tap. You know, there's really no excuse. Um, so that's, that's a yeah. – it's hard to remember, like – are there, well, are there, are there tricks? I mean, because, you, you know, it's like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm not always thinking about it. Do, do, you, do you find something works better for you to drink a little more water? Well, I, I think we all need to find our own little method. But, I, you know, one of the habits that I created, you know, a couple of years ago that stuck is the very first thing. I love my coffee in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so my coffee is my reward now. I have to drink. It, that's what I choose to drink um, 20 ounces of water before I hit the coffee pot. And, oh, so um, smart. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's my reward is having my cup of coffee after that. And then I keep it wherever I am. So if it's in my office, I always have it in my office. I have a cup in my car. Um, I keep some in, in a uh, cooler um, when I travel, um, it, it's always with me. I make sure my son leaves the house and he has the water bottle in his backpack and hopefully he finds the water fountain at school and, and make sure that it's, it's constantly filled. So I, I think that one of the things I try to tell my clients is in between your meals, like get up, take a movement break, go get a glass of water, drink eight ounces between every meal. So oh. I think we all have to find those little tricks to get in, in there. And journaling is a really good way of doing and checking it off. And some people will take a big gallon jug and mark up the jug and say, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock, and, 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 and write some motivational little phrases on it to get them. And, and that way you can see how much water you drank that day and know when you're, you know, at at your goal water weight so there's all kinds of tricks to getting that water in but as easy as it sounds it is one of the more difficult habits for people to create so right. while simple it's not so that's why we always say let's add eight ounces this week let's add eight more ounces and um, right and and, and, it, and the success rate is much better yeah, and, and not easy necessarily to change habits, but I, I love the tip that you gave, and I can remember now when I was teaching, I had one of those big clean canteen bottles, and I, I just, it was just sitting there, you know, I would fill it up when I got to school, I, I, you know, and so it was sort of a quantifiable amount, I knew how much it was, and I knew that if I was leaving that day and there was still water in there, then I, I had kind of... I hadn't reached my goal. And a lot of times I found myself just sort of chugging that last bit, you know, kept me, kept me sort of responsible for doing that. Mm -hmm. 
there's even some of the water bottles that let you count how much how many times you filled up the water bottle so um and there there's all kinds of helpful tools that will help us do it or you know on your phone i always say the phone's a great way of of giving yourself a little reminder it's time to have a glass of water right <laughs> um just any tip yes all right so listeners you've heard it start drinking more water have uh it available for kids, give them a water bottle. You know, if they don't have a water bottle, you can assume that they're not necessarily going to the drinking fountain and doing mm-hmm. it for themselves. It, it's just not as convenient. So if you leave, mm-hmm. they leave the house, they've got a water bottle. It makes it a lot easier for them. I want to ask you um, about sleep, uh, if, if you don't mind. Um, and I don't know. Well, this came up the other day for, for my son. And um, he said, well, like, how much sleep should, you know, I get? And he's 12. And I said, well, I think, I think you're supposed to get more sleep than I am. I think I'm supposed to get about eight hours. But you're a kid. Mm-hmm. I, think you sh- I think you should be getting closer to nine or ten. How important is sleep to people? I and mean, what, what's a lack of sleep doing to people? Well, that's when our, our happy hormones are, are rejuvenating themselves. And our bodies are, are resting, being able to get balanced again. There's metabolism going on in the evening. Um, our brains are resting. We're relaxing. We're rejuvenating. And when we get a good night's sleep, obviously our, our brains are better intact. We're more motivated. We're less stressed. When, when you don't have enough sleep, we, we're very stressed out. Um, we're tired. Um, we're not making good decisions. We're not going to move as much that day. Uh, so sleep is rejuvenating. Um, it helps us eat better. Um, we wake up in the morning and we're ready to go and get started with our day um, with a lot more energy and a lot more good decision-making in lots of aspects of our day ahead of us. It's amazing how important it is to us. In fact, I, I remember uh, several years ago seeing sort of some research done with teenagers in sleep. And the kids, the teens that were getting uh, enough sleep, they, they had them take a test. So there was enough of a sample where they could get some good mm-hmm. results out of this. The kids that were get, getting less sleep than, they, uh, than the other group were performing far below what the, the group that was getting the proper amount of sleep. I mean, literally, all of our efforts to have our kids do well in school and we're not paying attention to sleep, that mm. can be detrimental. You know, we maybe pay more money so they can go to a good school. We think we're doing all the right things, but they're getting too mm. little sleep because they're busy, busy, busy. So, so, so we need to be, sounds like we really need to be emphasizing getting enough sleep. It's one of the most important habits. I know. I mean, you probably have experienced the night where you haven't had a lot of sleep. I've experienced it, and the next day, my motivation is not there. My yeah. my, I'm not working the way I normally work. I'm not thinking that I want to go and move my body very much and go exercise. Um, I am probably not going to have the best of relationships with the people around me. And that's true for our kids too. So when my son says to me, I was really stressed out today, and I know that he's, he's got, went to bed really late, he fell asleep with the light on and, and with the phone in his hand, I said, well, maybe that's because 
you didn't, you know, turn down the lights early enough and, and, and shut down the computer because sleeping is and lack of sleep is going to affect the day ahead of you. He's not going to be as productive in school, and he's not going to perform as well at school, and um, he's going to get a little agitated with his mama the next day. (laughs) (laughs) And what a wonderful opportunity instead of you saying, you left your light on last night, or you'd... It, it, to be able to, for them to make that connection between, well, mm-hmm. you're probably stressful because of this, you know, note mm-hmm. to self, and so that they mm-hmm. can begin to pick up the mantle of their own health and start like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I need to turn the light off. Maybe I need to get some sleep because I've got an early day tomorrow. I've got a test mm-hmm. tomorrow. Maybe I should get to sleep on time. Now, do you know that if there's a difference between how much sleep our teens should be getting and, and us older folk? Well, I don't know that I have the exact number for you, but absolutely, um, they are growing so much. Um, their bodies need time to rest. So um, I would probably say it's an eight-hour minimum. And I know that a lot of our kids, especially teenagers, are not quite getting that with um, high school kids having to be up at, you know, probably about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning and not turning lights down till midnight and um, that that's, I mean, I, I think a lot of teens are working on sleep deprivation. Right. Um, I know mine is. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's, it's rampant. And, of course, as you mentioned earlier in the show, that kids are busier, and so they're trying to stuff it in, and it just doesn't necessarily uh, work out hour-wise, and they just end up, mm-hmm. you know, what, what's the easiest area to give, and it's, it's that time that they're sleeping. And so, mm-hmm. um, Cindy, so wonderful to visit with you. I, I really, this is the first time that we've talked about health and nutrition on the show, and it's, uh, like I mentioned, it's something that I, really matters to me. I think it gets lost in the shuffle when we're trying to figure out how to raise healthy, well-adjusted kids. You know, a lot of times we're thinking about mental health, but, you know, I just love the topic of physical health, and I, health, and I, and I really appreciate you spending time talking to me about it. What, where can people find out more about you and what you have going on? Well, um, I would love to speak with folks about this anytime. So my email is cindytrow1 at gmail.com. And um, my phone number can be shared with them, 678-457-9928. I would love people to reach out. I have some great tips and that I could share with families. But just make being healthy fun and make it a family affair and take one step at a time. Oh, wonderful to have you. Folks, yeah, don't let this part of, you know, raising your teen slip so important, so good at this formidable age to get them going in the right direction health in a healthy way. And if you've never felt super healthy yourself, get help. That's what this is all about. It's connecting you with people that can help you. And I just want to, uh, to repeat, uh, when you're typing in Cindy's uh, website, C-I-N-D-Y-T-R-O-W, and you said one, the number one? One, yes. Okay at gmail.com. Reach out to Cindy. Give her a call. That's always easy as well. Um, Cindy, thank you again for being on the show, and I just appreciate all the good work that you're doing. Thanks a lot, Mark. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. What fun it was talking to Cindy there, and she has uh, so many important things for both adults and teens to consider. We want our kids to be healthy. We want them to be getting enough sleep to get the right nutrition, to get plenty of water. Um, 
and exercise. And so uh, if you're having challenge doing that yourself, well, that's where you can start. And I know that's, that's an ongoing challenge for many of us, but we talked about, you know, taking it in bite-sized pieces. And uh, so I'm sure you got a lot out of that. Hey, listen, if you're thinking about becoming an O-Shift for Teens workshop kit facilitator or O-Shift for adults, um, head to OShift.com and uh, check the tab for becoming a facilitator. So many people around the country are already doing it and beyond. We've got facilitators beyond the United States. Very inexpensive to do. You'll get life-changing workshops. You don't have to create your own that you can facilitate with groups of people that you work with, people that you, uh, friends that you want to get together, or we have many facilitators that organize workshops and have people pay to be part of that. So lots of opportunity there. And uh, along with organizations that are using this material with their own teens, correctional, at-risk youth, um, drug and alcohol prevention, so many leadership programs. It's just so wonderful and applicable to all of us. So check it out. Go to OShift.com. Find out what it's all about. If you still have questions, email me at mark at OShift.com. I'd love to answer all your questions. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you have topics you want to talk about that I'm missing, well, uh, do that too. If you're a topic expert and you want to be a guest on the show, well, you can email me as well. I love to um, entertain the possibility. Wonderful to have you with me this week. I look forward to uh, having you with me next time. Until then, you know, uh, have a great week.